Hi, I'm Steve Westerly, and this is Beneficial Intelligence, a new weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. This week, user experience disasters. Danes are consistently ranked among the happiest people in the world. As a Dane, I'm of course happy about that. One thing I can say for sure does not cause our happiness is the public sector IT systems that we have to use. Now, if money was the cure for bad IT, then we should have excellent IT because we're paying a lot of money in taxes to pay for our expensive welfare state. But it turns out money does not buy good IT. It's not because good user experience is expensive. It just takes some thinking. It just takes a mindset of putting yourself in the user's place. Now, that's a separate specialty. User experience, or UX for short, is a separate specialty, just like testing is. You can have a developer try to design a user-friendly system, but he's not very good at it. It's a specialty that people study and they learn and they build experience in it. That's why you do need user experience professionals if you want to avoid UX disasters. If you're building a system that has a bad user experience that your users don't like, then sometimes it just means that it takes them longer to complete their tasks. So that means that it's, uh, you're not getting the benefit that you were looking for from the system. But sometimes your users simply give up and throw away the system in despair. And that's when they find other ways of solving the problem. That's where you get the Excel spreadsheets. That's where you get the, the post-it notes. Which means that, that your system, your expensive system that contains this UX disaster has exactly zero value. In Denmark, we have a coronavirus testing app, uh, website. So you book time to be tested for coronavirus. How does that work? Well, you click on a site, then you click on a date, and then you're told there are no free times at that date. Then you click on another date and you're told there are no free times. Then you click on another site, you click on a date and you're told there are no free times. Why on earth would anybody build a system like that? Well, because it is built by an IT developer who thinks in terms of the data structure. There is a site, there is a date, there is a time slot and you're forcing the user to think like the developer. So the user's experience is back actually based on the database design behind the system. That's not the way to do it. The right way to do it, obviously, for anybody who puts himself or herself in the user's place is to say, show me the first available time at a number of test sites near me. Now, that would be a way to create a user-friendly system. 
what happens here is that you know the system is so bad to use, so hard to use that people will give up. There might be available times, but it takes users so long to, to click around and find them that they don't get tested. So maybe they uh, pass coronavirus on to more people, and the epidemic gets worse than it had to be because of bad user experience. Now, of course, the newspapers took this up, and the the responsible government minister promised that he would look into it, and everybody was uh, was wringing their hands and saying, "Oh, we're I'm promising improvements." Now we are in the vaccination phase. So, of course, we need a website where you can book a time for a vaccination. Can you guess how that works? Yes, exactly. You click on a vaccination center, you click on a date, and you're told there are no free times. Then you click on another vaccination center, another date, and you're told there are no free times. So we have exactly the same user experience disaster as in the first system. Now, if somebody were to think just a little bit about the user instead of just thinking about the database model behind the system, then we would not have had this disaster. As a CIO or CTO, you are responsible for a number of systems. Some of them have good UX, some of them have bad UX. To find out which systems are actually used, you need to gather usage statistics. You need for each system to see how many people are using the system compared to what you expected. You have a business case for the system. You develop the system because you are looking for a specific piece of business value. That business value depends on how many people use the system. If you're not tracking the number of um, the number of users, the usage of the system, then you don't know if you are reaching your user your usage goals. You don't know if you are realizing the value that the system promised. Sometimes you will find that some of the systems are underused. In these. Most often, there is a bad user experience or even a UX disaster behind it. Sometimes it's easy to fix. Sometimes it's hard to fix. But systems that the users can't use and won't use have zero business value. Thank you for listening to Beneficial Intelligence a weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. If you like the content, please spread the word. If you have comments, please get in touch. My contact information is in the show notes. See you next week.